The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Summer Replay Series. Quick couple of announcements before getting started. First off, a reminder that if you're enjoying the replays, you can access our Patreon archives at patreon.com slash adultingwithadhd. Secondly, I have an update from Adi Denaire, CEO and co-founder of iFocus. In our 78th episode, Adi recalled to us her path to co-founding iFocus, an AI-powered digital health device that could determine if a person's ADHD treatment is working. We recently caught up a little through email and she had this update for us. She says, you can tell the listeners that we've launched a beta program and are enlisting people with ADHD that are using stimulant medication and want to get an objective measure of their progress. All we ask in return is for feedback regarding the user experience. I can share personally, as I am in premenopause, that the medication I've been taking over the past year does not work for me as well anymore. I started a new medication. I found that although in the morning the effect was similar, in the afternoon there was a big difference. So then she shares an image with me. In the image it has her old prescription in the morning and it's got smiley faces for appetite and sleep. But then for mood it's kind of a meh kind of face. And then when you go down to the afternoon prescription, and it's all green. It smiles in terms of appetite, sleep, and mood. To go check it out, go to ifocustest.com. The Adulting with ADHD podcast is not a substitute for medical advice. Please see a medical professional if you think you have ADHD or if you have questions about your current treatment. To support this podcast or to access the podcast archives, visit patreon.com slash adultingwithadhd. This is the Adulting with ADHD podcast, self-empowerment for people with ADHD. Today, I'm very happy to have with me today, Dr. Sarah Shayette. She is a pediatric neurologist and author based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah, yourself. And thank you so much for having me there. It's going to be fun to talk. I was very excited to see you on the roster of the um, ADHD Women's Palooza, and I watched your presentation with great interest. And so that's where this interview comes in is just, I wanted to make sure our listeners could hear you talk about hormones and headaches and ADHD. First, what, what is the relationship between ADHD and headaches? I know I get them all the time. That's all I know. It's funny you ask, because if you look it up, there's really nothing there, except maybe something I've written. But I got into, people are like, wait a sec, you're a neurologist, don't usually treat ADHD. But that's actually how I got into treating ADHD is through headaches. I was having headache patients who were having such horrible headaches and such long and never ending and just awful headaches. And it turned out the reason for some of their headaches, like some people's headaches are caused by this, but these people were under a tremendous amount of stress 
and the ADHD wasn't known. You know, nobody really thought about ADHD. And it turned out that by treating the ADHD, I wound up treating their headaches. So I was like, oh, this is pretty darn cool. That was very cool. I've had a similar experience, not with headaches, but with anxiety. I had a doctor treat the ADHD and that helped with the anxiety. It's funny how that works. So what do hormones have to do with it? Because I know there's and a relationship there as well with women and and hormones. So focusing specifically on women here, hormones and, you know, take this from someone who's been pregnant four times and whatever, hormones are powerful. They affect your brain. I remember one day my husband, who's a psychiatrist, went to see a talk on, you know, how hormones affect your brain cells. And yeah. he came home and he's, oh my God, honey, I totally understand now. He, he's just like, it's kind of amazing. And what I can say is that hormones relate to headaches. A lot of people's headaches are hormone driven. For example, there are some people whose headaches are most likely to happen during their period. Yeah. And that's not everyone, but that's not uncommon. But along with that can have many effects on ADHD. So when you have your headaches, aren't you going to have a harder time concentrating? Stress. Pain. Pain. And so stress, yeah. So when people's hormones are fluctuating around the time of their period, for example, yeah, along with that, they also have more anxiety and stress and just it can get a little, yeah. Yeah. And when you're feeling well, that's not when you're going to be at your best for doing whatever it is you're doing, your laundry, your chemistry homework, your whatever it is. Plus, sleep can be an issue as well. Again, the pain of the headaches can affect sleep. The stress of the anxiety, depression, you know, fill in your negative emotion here type of thing can be an issue. And the medicines for the headaches can also affect your concentration. So there's a lot of reasons why these things can go hand in hand. I don't know about you, but sometimes medicines for headaches can make you sleepy or dizzy, just want to check out for a little bit. That's a really interesting piece I hadn't considered. I've never even looked out for that, but I'm sure that that could affect people. As you were talking, I was thinking through, I know when I have headaches, it's like, I guess it doesn't really matter what's causing it, but it's like, how do you just make it go away? So this is such a basic question, but say I have a headache. What's my first step? What do I do? So again, we're talking about somebody who knows what their headaches are from. A migraine means something ticks off your brain. Your brain has a nest of cells in it that then send out pain signals to the nerves that go out to your head. And that's where the pain of a migraine comes from. The Some people will have abnormal signals to the visual part of their brain. And that's where some people will see weird things, spots or squiggles or heat waves or other things. Other people, that those little nests of cells will then go and set off the vomiting center. Some people can't think straight as part of their migraines. When you have a migraine, they've done studies on people in the middle of their migraine. And for some people, they will just see the electrical activity of the brain 
shut down. It's just wild. And so that's why pieces of your brain aren't working so well. There's been a, a couple of times at least where, for example, on-air newscasters had what looked like a stroke because they couldn't talk and yeah. maybe had some weakness. And it turned out it was a migraine. That part of their brain wasn't working. So where am I going with this? That's a good question. But we were talking about there's yeah. two parts of headaches. One is trying to figure out how to get set off in the first place. And that's where like managing the ADHD could be a part of it. Then mm. there's a question of what do you do once it's set off to get yourself back to normal? And for most people, that is medication. Some people would take a walk or have a drink or other things, but that would be a drink of water. May I be clear? <laughs> Adulting with ADHD, but not an adult beverage. So yeah. Um, Although I'm sure there are people who go that route too. It's not recommended. The issue really is a medication for most people. And for some people, that medicine might be Tylenol or ibuprofen. Early seems like the best idea for people because the medicines work the best. So if you can kind of cotton to when you're at most likely to have the headache, if you can understand that, you might be more likely to take your medicine at that time. And there's a lot of fantastic medicines for migraines out. The last few years have seen a new treatment, uh, 10 years or a little more before that, there was another revolution. It should be doable to get rid of the it's doable. Doable. It's Talk doable. to your doctor because all these things are prescription <laughs> medicines, but they're available and they are just amazing what scientists have figured out for this. Yay, scientists. I continue to be blown away. Some of the stuff they've come up with, it's incredible. It's incredible. And of course, we have a long way to go, both for ADHD and for headaches, but we don't understand the brain. So when we don't understand the brain, it's hard to do things for it. Hi there, it's Sarah again. Hope you are enjoying the replay. I'm thrilled to announce a new tier for the show, Friends of the Show. This exclusive Patreon tier offers some sweet perks for those who want to show extra support and also get their name out there. To get started, visit patreon.com slash adultingwithadhd. Please know that some restrictions apply. And I know for me, like when I take my ADHD meds and forget to eat, that's usually when I, my headache sets in. It's, it's such a basic oh, thing, but. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the headache medicines making ADHD worse because of sleepiness and stuff, but it goes the other way. Some people have headaches directly from their medicines for ADHD. So for some reason, they take their Adderall, Ritalin, Focalin, whatever it is, Stratera, and then they have a headache. And even eating doesn't seem to fix that. So these medicines can cause headaches directly. But like you, sometimes the headaches can be indirect in that Medicine cause lack of eating or drinking or both. And then because of that, you have the headache, in which case you'll want to set your alarm to eat or drink, even if you're not hungry, because if, if your medicine is otherwise working well. Absolutely. But let's say I, I take this advice and I have chronic headaches and I know there's medicine out there. Would I go to my family doctor or am I looking for a specialist? What's my next? I would say that at it may depend on the different area you live in across the country. 
But most people would start with their primary care doctor, their family doctor, their internist, whoever it is. Most of them are very adept at treating migraines on an as-needed basis. So that's the turning it off once it starts basis. Mm -hmm. However, if you are having frequent headaches, you may want to go see a neurologist or get a referral to a neurologist as needed because that's where prevention comes in for migraines. So it would be nice to not have so many headaches and then not have to take so much medicine for the headaches. I would say probably, at least from what I can tell, the primary care doctors will refer to neurologists when the prevention stuff is is needed. Gotcha. Okay. So Thank you. I want to thank you again for being on the show. And I wanted to uh, ask you what you're up to these days and where people can keep up with your work. Oh, sure. Uh, I have a website and that's basically my name. So I'll spell it for you because it's not obvious for most people how to spell my name, but it is S-A-R-A-H-C-H-E-Y-E-T-T-E.com. And I have several books out on ADHD. One, which is called ADHD in the Focus Mind, is written with my kid's karate teacher, actually. Yeah, we try to take the holistic view towards it. And oh, my husband, the psychiatrist is on there too. But yeah, yeah, the point is that it uses the athletic mindset. So it uses techniques borrowed from athletes that even if you're not an athlete, you can develop the mindset of an athlete to maximize your ability to deal with ADHD. So that's one. There's winning with ADHD, which is for teens. It was written by somebody who was, I think she was 20, 21 when she was writing it. And she got me along as co-author. And my third one is a little comic slash graphic novel called ADHD and Me. And Uh it's meant to explain ADHD in five minutes or less with lots of pictures. (laughs) So all of those are on Amazon, but or wherever you get your books. But yeah, tune in at some point. I love being on this show because it's really fun to simplify things so that people can understand what's going on with their own bodies. Yeah, it's always a breath of fresh air when I come across uh, a doctor who gets it. I feel like, oh, get it. And I feel like a lot of these episodes turn into, I just finding things out the hard way because it's not common knowledge. You take for granted that you you assume people would know. And and I know hormones is one of those that we're learning. We don't know as much about our bodies as we thought we did. Yeah. 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 And, you know, these are all common things. And so, of course, they can all overlap. They really do seem to go hand in hand in lots of people in lack of sleep, ADHD, negative emotions. And then, of course, the hormones are part of that for some people. Other people are pretty steady. Hormones do not cause these things, but they still have these issues. And it's you go to one doctor for one thing and you go to the other doctor for the other thing. And to find the one who deals with both of them, that can be a bit tricky. So you might talk to your primary care or your neurologist about your migraines and not even think about the ADHD part or which may be treated by a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist doesn't want to deal with the headache part of it. So it can be really hard to sometimes 
find a way to tie everything together, but you're all one person. Absolutely. I'm learning that the hard way. It's, I, I think I grew up thinking you go to a doctor and they have all the answers and they know everything. And now that I actually have a complex condition and, and perimenopause and everything, it's, oh, it's not all black and white. There's all these like layers and shades of gray. Oh my God. That, that's It's tough. And just, you know, yeah. from the doctor's perspective, most things that we know about you are through you. So like yeah. ADHD, you don't get like a thing on your forehead that says I have ADHD and you don't wear a t-shirt saying, by the way, I've got migraines too. And some people overemphasize things. Some people underestimate, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, but under, you know, underemphasize. Yeah, that's exactly it. Not underestimate. Yeah. People will shade things differently. Every doctor has their own personal history and their own personal yeah. worldview as well. And many doctors are very constrained by time and and other things. So it can take a while to dive deep, but just try to be persistent and try to, you know, maybe make a list of what you want to say before you go into the doctor. And oftentimes when you're trying to figure out if one thing is related to the other, keeping a diary or journal, which doesn't have to be complicated. Hey, ADHD people, it is hard to keep, I find it hard to keep a journal myself of anything, but try to keep it simple. Piece of paper with jotted notes is fine. You don't have to get the latest app for journals. It doesn't have to be all inclusive, but just getting an idea of what is going on at the same time will help your doctor make sense of your symptoms. Because if you don't know, they're going to be like, I don't live with you. Try to bring something to the discussion. Yeah. Awesome. Really good advice, Sarah. That's really all I have. Did you have anything else you wanted to throw in there? I can talk about this for hours, but the most important thing is that these are both hidden things, both migraines and ADHD. Like I said, there's no, I guess there could be, but most people don't tattoo ADHD on their forehead or migraines or anything else. So just know that what's obvious to you may not be obvious to other people either. And so both conditions can worsen each other. And controlling one might help the other a little bit. And so it's just something to think about for people who are suffering from both things. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.